It's time for the Overtime Hockey Podcast presented by Sniper's Edge Hockey and Tradition Companies. You can check out Sniper's Edge Hockey at snipersedgehockey.com and, of course, Tradition Companies at traditionco.com. On today's show, we're going to take a little bit of a different look. We're going to have a recap from a couple of great games that played out at Braemar Arena in the Section 2 AA featured Prior Lakes 4-2 win over the Eden Prairie Eagles, knocking them out of their state tournament bid. And Chaska's really thrilling 3-2 overtime win over the Minnetonka Skippers in what was a very memorable game. Taking a look at that Prior Lake, though, the way things got going was quite interesting. Prior Lake scored kind of a muddy goal that kind of greased its way into the back of the net. And then it was a really solid second-chance effort by Teddy Townsend to tie it at one apiece. But then, you know, as, as the game wore on, Prior Lake's top line of, of Alex Bump, Sam Schumacher, and, and Sam Rice were just so hard to handle, and they were so good throughout the entire game that the Eagles had a hard time matching. Even though they had second change and all of that with the home ice advantage, it didn't matter because Riley Duber was really good on the second line as well as he had a pair of goals in the game. But really the depth of, of Prior Lake, you know, I'll tell you what, the way they played, if they looked like that every game, they would be 27-0 and going into the section final with Chaska coming up. But if they play like that, they're going to be awfully difficult to beat for any team in the state of Minnesota. And it was absolutely a pleasure to watch them play and see how they attack the game. I did get a chance to catch up with head coach Joe Pankratz, and he had these comments. Uh, we talked before about buy-in commitment, and that was game-planned. And I, I just thought from back pressure to forecheck to entry, everything was so good. How proud of these guys are you and how close to perfection were they for what you were looking for? Pretty darn close. Yeah. You know, that's what kind of our message after the game is, you know, player, you'd like, you like if players were robots, but unfortunately <laughs> they're not. Um, but basically everything that we were touching on before the game and yesterday and you know, our team meeting yesterday, the, the back pressure. We, had, we didn't have one guy coming back. We had two guys coming totally. back. Our, you know, our F3 in the offensive zone was great. Our defensive decisions were great. It was basically all the bullet points we had on our game plan, they did it. And you know, I thought five on five, we were really, really good. And our kill was good when it needed to be in the second period. Well, that five on three, you know, it's so interesting when people get five on threes, they just sit on that perimeter and go up and down. And your guys just sat there, yep. didn't panic. And that was, I thought, a turning point in the game too as well. Yeah, it was. And I would say we probably haven't had a five on three in the last 20 games. No way. Yeah. And we don't work on it very much. Oh, yeah. And um, early in the season, we had a bunch of five on three. The first five games, I think we had three or four five on threes. We haven't had one in a long time. But um, I just think it's one they probably, from memory, you know, they, they, they knew where to go in their, their responsibility, and it's block shots, get in the lanes. They scored and tied you up. Kids didn't look like they panicked. You take the lead. They get the 3-1. They kind of make it, you know, four minutes to go. Oh, God, you know. But they, they, they didn't freelance. You know, and I'm sure throughout the season you see that happen a lot. Um, that's really what's required, right, for the next steps. It is, you know, and this group's got a different mindset. You know, even after the first period when we scored, you know, playing pretty good hockey, a lot of ozone time, and they came back and got that one on the, I think it was a one-on-two or a one-on-three with the rebound. Um, our, you know, our guys' mindset is just really good right now, confidence. Like, they never thought, they never thought that EP was in the game, honestly, and, the way we played, you know, they, you know they, they earned that. So, you know, going forward from here, it'll be it'll be fun. Coach Coach Smith just came in and gave him a really cool, emotional talk. You know, for three four minutes, and 
talked about his teams and what he sees in our team, and he, you know, you know, he's done coaching this year, so it was pretty neat to have him go in there and talk to our guys, and and it was uh, appreciate him. Well, what was really cool about that is uh, after he spoke, you know, it's been an emotional. It's it, I, I've been saying to all of us guys down here, this is weird between this hallway um, because it's the end for somebody, but then it's the end, the end for someone that's been a big part of their life, you know, for thirty years teaching and coaching. But a couple of your kids came out yeah. after he left, yeah. shook his hand. Tom Gertis jump was in there too. Yeah. That was really impressive. It was. It's just, I mean, we're coaches. We're around kids that are athletes. You know, some are done after high school. Some move on, and they're athletes in college too. But um, I just, you know, I think for a lot of these guys, Coach Smith, he was coaching. He was against head coach. you. My, I left after my sophomore year. The next year, he was the head coach at EP. Oh, okay. So he was—he may have been one of the assistant coaches yeah, around there. there. Yeah. Um, but he's been around for 30 years. So, uh-huh. you know, these guys are 16, 15, 17, 18 years old, and he's been doing it for a long, long time. And, I mean, I'll say especially our guys. Well, not especially, but EP knocks us out of sections every year, it seems like. Yeah. So they've seen him on the bench. They've seen him celebrating. They've seen the success that he, him and his program have had. And it was uh, – you know, a neat moment in there when he came in. Joe, you told me you were sick of that, getting bumped out by yep. them. So how good do you feel right now? Really good. You know, they gave me the game puck. Oh, really? That's awesome. It was, you know, and like I said to her guy, yeah, that's nice, but, you know, I don't have any sweat on me right now, and it's the kids. I always say it, you know, coaches, if you win, players play great. If you lose, the coaches stunk, and that's the way it is. And so, you know, like I tell our guys, I'm like, I don't have any sweat on me, but it feels good. I've been around a long time and had to sit in that locker room with seniors who are crying and EP's in the other locker room screaming. And um, But for, for me, I'll say personally as a coach and the head coach here for a long time, and it feels good. Really, really good. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And then, of course, down the hallway, it was a really interesting deal between both of those rooms. Head coach Lee Smith, of course, went into the Prior Lake locker room, addressed Coach Pankrat's team, and uh, let them know their work is not finished. Classy thing. I know guys like Mike Randolph have done that in the past. Maybe Bill Lechner, a few of the others that have been around the block and back. And Lee Smith shared his knowledge of section playoff games and what's required to be uh, really good at the next level. It's an end of an era for a coach who has been at Eden Prairie for 29 years total of 547 wins with three state titles along with that 13 trips to St. Paul and a number of players that went on not only to play at the next and highest of levels but also excel there as well and not only that we'll add this to the 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 mark as well so many players that have played and are still tight with the program and, and love their experience there and there's not much more to say than this his last interview as the Eden Prairie Eagle coach at least with yours truly after dozens maybe hundreds Lee Smith. So your uh, your club puts it out on the line against a team that's playing as well as I've seen any team play, right? Exactly. How proud of them are you for their effort? Hey, we went out winners, even though we lost the game. You know, at 3-1 going into the third, didn't look good, but we kept fighting. I mean, six minutes left, we, we get that, we bang that one home around right around there, four and a half. We got a chance, you know, and we really worked. We really worked hard. You know, you've seen a lot of good top lines, and I was comparing uh, Alex Bump to Avery Peterson. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, kind of the same thing. The big winger, 
hard to contain. But that might be as good of a line as I've seen when they're going. That's the first time I've seen them go as a group. That's a difference maker, right? For sure. I mean, that's a... Whoever plays them has got to figure out a way to defend them. They, Good luck. Just so they don't overplay them, you know, because they, they do get tired. They're human. Well, you guys and, were 1-2-1-2 one, two, one, two a lot, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 I tried to play them like that, but at least for sure in the third. Yeah. Um, but I think they're right up there with, uh, you know, Anders Lee and Budish. And that, 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 those are, I mean, that's throwing a line out from the past, but that line could carry Dinah and, this line's got a lot of that mojo. That is a hell of a comparison yeah. right there. And that yeah. makes a ton of sense from what I've seen. I mean, when I think I was trying to find a line with those elements and the things that I saw. The uh, the love between your two teams here. You went into their locker room afterwards. I think Mike Randolph's done that with you a few times. And, so, you know, it's a it's sort of a thing uh, that happens every once in a while, but not often. And when you uh, went in there, what compelled you to do it? And what did you say to the boys? Well, I said, you know... Uh, I've been able to be in three hockey days, and they've been in one. And I said, I've been in six championship games and at 13 state tournament finals. And I said, you got the team to do it. You got the team to win it. I know you got the team to win it. But you got to be even more disciplined. You got to be even more unselfish. I said, if we score in that five on three, the game's a whole different game. Whole different game. I said, so you can celebrate and you should but you can't be satisfied and I said if I'm going to pass the torch to someone from our section I'm glad to see you guys have a chance because you had the best team coming into the year everybody thought they were the surefire one it's going through prior lake stumbled at that one and six one and seven stretch there yeah. one of the losses to you guys at your barn uh you were a little dinged up though coming into the day too and uh I, I don't want to you don't want to make excuses but would it have been nice to have had that part of your lineup together too well, it would have given us a little bit more depth against yeah. against that line. Um, the first time we played them, we had, you know, we were able to play three lines, maybe even four, and today it was two lines spot and three. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, you, injuries happen. We've been very fortunate not to have our gunners get hurt in the playoffs in the past. And so it stinks that that happened. And... You know, Ford did a good job in his replacement, but it just it just shifted everything, and that's hard to do at this time of year. In your opinion, is a door closed and a window open for you? You know, I hope so, Wags. We've been friends and done this for a long time, and, uh, you know, it sounds like my door's closed at Eden Prairie, and so I am now looking to find a work somewhere else, and I would like to coach, you know, five more years and then uh, shut it down. My wife has a job in Salt Lake, so it has to be a position where I can coach and do more than just that. But I still think that I have love for the game and can develop players and hope to do that. Well, that's great we got that out there. Um, You know, maybe I'll do more of a longer thing when you have time because it's hard, it's raw, you know. I mean, one of these days this was going to happen. We knew over the next few weeks. But just quickly... When you think about all of the boys that you've had, I mean, there's some beauties, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, what's the one thing that stands out about an Eagle hockey player to you? Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. We have always been a tight squad as far as playing for each other. We never played for scoring records. We played for titles, and that was always our goal, whether it was a tournament title, a conference title, a section title a state title 
our goal is always to, to develop our players and have a chance to do that. Well, you've done just that. I'm going to follow back up with you in a couple of weeks. We'll do a little uh, retrospective and check in with you and see our, how things are going. Something tells me that Lee Smith is going to land just fine on his feet because uh, you've been an absolute pleasure, and I call it treasure to the game because, um, I, you know, teacher, coach, love kids, do it all for the right reason. There have been a lot of people that have been blessed. And I'll say this, you've put up with a lot of shit over the years, and I'm putting that into this because it's true. You do, all of you guys do, and it's a blessing that you have the thick skin to be able to hang in and do that. Thank you. Uh, I've been lucky. I've been in a good community, and, you know, my vision came true. I was able to develop a program that could compete with anyone year to year, and I get, there's a lot of youth coaches and a lot of people that I owe a lot of respect to for all their help in uh, producing players. So there's more, to, there's more to share. Thank you. Thank more you. They're all lucky. They're, everybody's been blessed. Okay. The game's been blessed. It's awesome. And it's going to be great to watch you pick up the pieces somewhere else. I know you will, buddy. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Bye, buddy. Great stuff. High school hockey. Uh, there's nothing better than this, that past Saturday at Braemar Arena at the Bloomington Ice Garden and rinks around the state of Minnesota in the semifinals of the section playoffs. It is truly special. And it's a great part to be a part of Minnesota hockey in that way. Chaska, meanwhile, played game two. They took on Minnetonka and won 3-2 to two in overtime. What a game that was. We've got some highlights that were posted on the MN Hockey TV YouTube page. And I have some audio for you here to relive as well in some of these moments. So we're going to first start with uh, a pair of goals by Minnetonka. Hagen Burroughs and Ashton Schultz take the 2 to nothing lead for their team on these tallies. Oh, they spring a man. Here's Burroughs on a breakaway. Scores! Hagen Burroughs walks in on goal. Protects behind the net. Oh, he's going to go full-fledged Kaprizov back to where he came from. And that's what happens. Turned away. Here comes a breakaway attempt. In on goal. It's Schultz. Scores! Oh, Ashton Schultz picks the pocket of the talented Sam Renzel, and it's 2 to nothing. Then back the other way come the Chaska Hawks as they respond in big fashion. It'll be Sheets and Renzel to score goals to make it 2-2, forcing overtime. And then we're going to hear uh, Tanner Brender score the game-winning goal at 2.07 in overtime. A shot that came up from high at the blue line. Had the goaltender Kaiser Nelson going one way as a really nice shot with the screen that was set up. He, he didn't really have anything more to do than just to get it in and get it in on goal, and he put a laser in there and made a huge difference. So uh, those are the three goals we're going to play for you back to back to back. And then we'll hear from uh, Brender and head coach Matt Cook. I did get the name pronunciation straight from the horse's mouth, so I'm calling, her Bru calling him Brunder in the broadcast. It's Brender, and uh, we'll take a listen first to Brender after these goals. Back up high it goes to Sheets. Shot, save, rebound, scores! I talked about that power play, and they bury. It's Renzel, takes the shot from up high, and the rebound is gathered in. Either way, here we go, 10.6 to go in the second period. Skippers, whoa, stick save made there by Nelson. That was awfully close. Back up to the line, Renzel, scores! 
Oh, Sam Renzel wires it from the blue line. 1.9 seconds to go in the period. And well, good looks there. Roush with it. Great start to the period here for the skipper. Shallow angle. That's blocked shot. Turned aside again by Wishart. Shepard was checked on the play. Chartier was there. Loose puck. Oh, what a look there by Stout. Standing was the goaltender. Wishart doesn't have a stick. Now Lager back is at center. Sends that back. Clean draw back into the Hawk zone. Now pulled out of there by Kleber. Up the right wing. Brudner with it now. Angles to his left. Scores! Oh, he just took a simple shot in from entry. And the Chaska Hawks advance to the Section 2AA final to face off with the Prior Lake Lakers here at Braemar Arena Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Well, talk about the winning goal. I mean, what did you see on that play? Uh, I mean, I, I think Magnuson kind of shot at the boards. It kind of got stuck there for a moment, and I kind of chipped it by. And I came up the middle and just, I was like, I'm going to shoot this on net. And it went in, so it all worked out yeah. great. You know, I know coaches talk, and, and all coaches talk about this, especially in overtime, get pucks on net, get pucks on net. I mean, is that the first thing in your mind? Just you're not even thinking about trying to do anything fancy? Yeah, I think the whole thing, the whole time, my mind was like, I'm going to shoot this. Because, I mean, I walk back in the locker room, everyone's telling me, you have a great shot. I mean, you need to shoot it more. So I was like, I'm going I'm to rip this. And then it went in, so we're all happy. Well, it was a mile out. So I've always said you're a shooter. That's mm-hmm. a really good part of your game, too, yep. everything else. But uh, it looked to me like you were – you pulled the goaltender over. Did you notice that he was kind of overcompensating as you were going one way and then you went against the grain? Or were you just yeah. throwing it on net? Uh, no, I saw that. I saw the glove side kind of open. Yeah. And I, I've been working on a lot of the pull shots, yeah. kind of changing the angle. So I was, thought that was a good opportunity to use it and ended up going in. So we're sitting up in that corner right there, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw the whole thing open up and it was beautiful. So. Yeah. Uh, I think it. I think it's fair to say, uh, biggest goal you've ever scored in your life. Oh, by far. I, I came back in the locker room, told my buddy right next to me, he's like, "That's got to be the biggest goal of my life, right there." <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, to be able to score it and jump into the student section with all your friends, it's awesome. Yeah. How about uh, Wednesday? Now you guys got Prior Lake, and you know, again, you, you're District Six. You see each other since your kids, you know, growing mm-hmm. up. Good team. Your thoughts on that one? I mean, we haven't. We don't know too much about them. We know they got a top line with Bump and Schumacher. So, I mean, I think if we just show up and play our game, we should we should be fine. We should be able to put a stop to them and hopefully win the game. So, Holland oh. the axe is waiting. I know. I One more game. It's been a while yeah. since Chaska's been there. Huh? I don't think they ever have. If ever, no. Chaska's so it's been, been a very long. Time. Yeah, so <laughs> well, you're the you're the like the guru. I, I was, I this was guy's like got all of like the the his, history yeah, of the historic. I, I, I am very historical. Yeah. but uh, Does the team ever talk about that? Or I mean, what, I mean, the first team to go would be pretty special. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a thought in our minds. Like we're always talking about it, but I mean, you can't look too far ahead. So right. but, uh, you have to stay focused on the next game. The game last time. Did your teammates give you a hard time about the, the glass and what was the chatter? <laughs> uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, they were kind of like, oh, now we got to wait 45 minutes. Wait thanks a lot, out. buddy. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. So good. Well, Thank thanks. You. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
That, of course, was Legacy Hockey's Lauren Nelson that was in on a part of that uh, post-game media scrum with Tanner Brender. By the way, he broke the glass during warm-ups, which just stopped everything. They said it would take 45 minutes to an hour to get the glass repaired. It only took about 20 minutes. Braemar Arena is super impressive in getting that done. So fact of the matter is, everything got held back. He was the man who broke the glass, and we are having some good laughs over that. You know, Matt Cook is a man who has uh, won Stanley Cups. He's been in the uh, upper echelon of the National Hockey League. He's seen it all, and uh, he's now leading the Chaska Hawks, so always good to hear his wisdom. And we will catch in with him now after the postgame from his thoughts. 3-2 overtime win against the Minnetonka Skippers. Uh, good, good kudos to them for really feeling like this is a group and whether we're you know number one player or you're the 40th player you're part of this group and so you know a great student section it'll be you know they're here and they they support the hawks and um one more to go so from your world of hockey i mean cups highest of levels you know now you're a coach how does it what would you think what is this like i mean i know you've been it's not your first rodeo here with the high school stuff but now it's kind of your show this is your group i mean can you kind of quantify like what that's like and if you thought you'd ever be doing something like this i mean first of all i'll answer the second question first i knew that i would coach i right. mean yeah. i was coaching my last four or five years of playing i was coaching all the young guys on how to play and it's why the minnesota wild brought me here um was to mentor some of their young guys the eric Hollis, the you know uh, you know, just the guys that they had, the Charlie Coyles, the Mikhail Granlins, those guys were guys that I was mm-hmm. responsible for bringing under my wing and helping them play the right way. Um, so I, I knew that I would coach. I needed to take some time and be with my family. Um, and I, you know, been fortunate enough to do that. Our, our youngest is a senior in high school, and he's leaving to play Division One baseball. So it was time to start getting back involved in, you know, the Chaska opportunity presented itself, and it was something that I decided I wanted to take. Now, where all of that stands, I, d- I don't know. I truly don't know because I know all the kids were nervous before today, but I, for some sort of reason, get some sort of calmness mm-hmm. in these big moments. And it's because I believe that if you truly put in the work and you prepare properly, if you go out and do what you've done, you should be successful. And the only reason why you're nervous is because you don't believe you've put in the work, um, the body of work. And so, uh, I know what these guys are capable of. Uh, they're a super talented group, but once we they learned how to compete, we became a different hockey club. Compete they did. It was quite impressive. They'll have to bring that on Wednesday night against the Prior Lake Lakers if they want to win the Section 2 AA title. That's going to be a great matchup. I would get your tickets in advance. Get out to Braemar Arena. Nothing better than that in high school hockey. We keep the guests coming your way. Now it's going to be Vivian Jungles. She is the 2022 Ms. Hockey Award winner. She received that at the Inwood Oaks Event Center in Oakdale, Minnesota on Sunday. A couple of things to mention about Jungles. She's tops all times in points for Edina Defenders with 177. She also leads the ledger for Defenders with 124 in assists. She played for four years and capped off a memorable run at Edina that includes two state championship trophies, a second place, and a third place trophy to her ledger. Here's Vivian Jungles after her awards at the ceremony. So you're the youngest of a bunch of hockey players in your family, and you've grown up and been around the game forever. Is this anything you would have ever imagined, this award? 
No, honestly, and I've really thought about this at all growing up. And I think my freshman year on the team, we all came to the banquet because we had seniors that were up for it. And that was probably the first time I ever even thought about this. And what it was, right? Yeah. So I saw you, I remember looking down at you at Braemar when you were maybe in seventh grade, sixth grade. And, you know, you can see something special about a player that's just part of you. There is something about the way you play with energy and your skating and things like that. What do you think in your life got you really going in the game and, and, and put you to where you are today? Um, probably my older siblings playing is what first got me into it. And then all of my youth coaches, like my dad and Eric Hendrickson, really spent a lot of countless hours just doing defense drills and skills work. and. I think my youth coaches and then now my high school coaches have really shaped me to be the player I am today. Your other three siblings were forwards, you're a D. What put you back on the blue line? Um, I honestly don't really know. Yeah, yeah, probably right, my right, dad because right. he always says defense is the best now, so I'm like, it took him a while to realize that. Yeah, <laughs> four times, right? Yeah. Well, you know, truthfully, you can totally control a game from back there. They're so important both defensively and offensively. As you look forward to what your next steps are in hockey, what what do you think you take with you? Have you decided where you're going now, or are you still leaving that up there? Wisconsin maps. Oh, Badger. Nice. Okay, so what do you take from all of this into Wisconsin in your game? Um, hopefully to keep building, just not taking time off after the season, just to keep getting better and not like not getting too ahead of myself yet so we go down there in the summer and hopefully we can start building then. Karen Bai obviously spoke here she's kind of a legend. Did you grab anything from what she said? Um, yeah she said she talked a lot about the team and life lessons and how the team is always so close and you're not always going to be buddy buddy but at the end of the day you're in the same locker room and you love the person next to you and you're playing for each other and I think in high school, that's one thing, but I think in college, that's going to be taken to a whole nother level. The travel, everything yeah. you do, you hang out, food. Yeah. You know, the food was a big deal. When she's talking about the Olympics, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that too, right? Sure, so, yeah. And you know about that from your your uh, brothers and sisters as well. Final question for you, um, end of your youth in high school. I mean, this is like the last thing, really. Yeah. And now it's on to, uh, you know... Uh, real, not real, maybe it's next yeah. level, right? Where it's, it becomes almost like a business or a job. Yeah. Uh, give me your thoughts on everything from the day you were very little and started to now. What are you thinking now that it's over? Um, it really does go by fast. I think it's that's a really cliche saying, and everybody says it, but you don't realize it when you're in the moment. So I told some of the younger players on the team that. It does go by fast, and you have to listen when people say that because it feels like yesterday I was just a freshman going in for my first game. So I think really just enjoy the moment, and there's going to be ups and downs, but at the end of the day, you're in high school, and you're with the people you're growing up with, so it's going to be a special time. Great stuff. Thanks. Good luck to you, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That, once again, was Vivian Jungles, the 2022 Ms. Hockey Award winner from the Inwood Oaks Event Center in Oakdale, Minnesota. Also, congratulations goes out to Northfield goaltender Maggie Maleka, 
who won the Senior Goalie of the Year Award as well. There were a number of All-State uh, members mentioned, honorable mentions for Class AA. There are other awards as well announced. Uh, too many to go through here. Great show today. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to putting together a lot of our state tournament stuff. Be watching for myself, along with Matt Harrington, as we will be doing some things for uh, kind of a combo platter for Let's Play Hockey and uh, the MNHockey.tv. We'll be doing some Twitter podcasts and plenty of coverage coming up from the XL Energy Center for the state tournament. So stay tuned. Full coverage of this Wednesday's games featuring Prior Lake and Chaska. And how about this one? Edina and Benilde St. Margaret's. Those two games will speak for themselves. And that's going to do it for the Overtime Hockey Podcast presented by Tradition Companies and Sniper's Edge Hockey. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.